Good morning and welcome to Apple's 1984 annual shareholders meeting. I'd like to open the meeting with a part of an old poem, about a 20-year-old poem by Dylan. That's Bob Dylan. Come writers and critics who prophesize with your pens and keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again. And don't speak too soon, for the wheel's still in spin, and there's no telling who that it's naming. For the loser now will be later to win, for the times they are a-changing. I think our old our society is run by insane people for insane objects, mm. objectives. You know, and I think that's what I sussed when I was 16 and 12, way down the line. But I expressed it differently all through my life. The whole concept of success to me is, is a little bit warped. Because what are you being successful at in your house trap? That, that's not successfully living. You know, I, I don't buy into that whole concept of success, that I have this mountain with this moat around it, and then I get into my, you know, my big car and, you know, and drive to my destination and never see people. That, that's, see, that's not my concept of success. My concept of successful living is escaping the matrix, as we talked about, you know. If, if anybody can put on paper what our government and the American government, etc., and the Russian, Chinese, what they are actually trying to do, you know, and how, what they think they're doing, mm. I'd be very pleased to know what they think they're doing. I think they're all insane. You know, but I'm liable to be put away as insane for expressing that. You know, that's what's insane about it. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's show. Bob Dylan said, going to change my way of thinking, make myself a different set of rules, going to put my good foot forward and stop being influenced by fools. Do you ever think you're stuck in a routine? You go to work and you think, there are fools around me, I'm stuck in this set of rules, but I do crave a different set of rules, a different lifestyle. Well, Bob Dylan, as he said in that quote, put your good foot forward and stop being influenced by fools, you know, and that means stop listening to the, the noise that's around you. Take responsibility and make a change and start living the lifestyle that you crave, the lifestyle that makes you happy. Well, my next guest epitomises that quote. Stork, Jeff Leach, he worked in a bank for 30-odd years and he worked himself in a position that he could eventually get offered a package and he left. He left behind the nine-to-five, the routine, the stress that comes with all that, the paying the bills, the mortgage. He had enough. You know, he wanted to, he only get one shot at this life and he decided he wanted to live that lifestyle that he craved. He, inside of him was a singer-songwriter waiting to get out. He used to write poems at work, he used to sing songs and, and read the poems out when staff left, left the job. Uh, it was inside of him and he wanted to, he didn't want to go through his whole life and think, you know, this side of me was there, but my time has passed. He wanted to live that lifestyle. He wanted to grab it with both hands. And as a good old Aussie saying, he wanted to have a crack at it. And he, he did, and he's doing that. He comes along, he talks a lot about his life. He talked about his falling out with his, his dad at the age of nine, where his, his dad just left. He up and left. He left the country. He also talks about his reconnection with his dad. And, and a, a course he did um, with, with some other men on a, on a weekend um, where he, he really... You know, he did an inner journey in this workshop and he confronted his dad and put his hand on his dad's heart and, and basically um, told him he forgived him and, and his dad put his hand on his heart. And it was a 
it just sounds like a beautiful moment and a, and a major change in his life. And um, and he he just talks about how they, they they said at this workshop that it's really important to if you have that opportunity, if you have a not just a father but any any relative where you you need to make the peace if they're still alive, then they recommend make the peace. And he did that. He talks also about his relationships that he's had in the past. He's he's never had children. We talk about that as well. Um, as well as he sings a song, "Living the Dream," which is um, so apt and relevant because he is living the dream. So an- another another great guest where he's made the change in his life. It, to me he, and to himself, I'm sure he's a master of of this change. He's he's living the life that he craved of a musician. He's a singer songwriter, and uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy this week's guest. So I hope uh, you enjoy listening to it as much as I had talking to Stork. Hi everyone and welcome to the Pete Takos podcast. George Eliot said, it is never too late to be what you might have been. I'm Pete and each podcast I dive deep into conversation with my inspiring hand-picked guest. Nothing is off limits, I dig deep and talk about everything that makes them who they are to try and help you be inspired and motivated to unlock your own inner uniqueness and help you become what you might have been. So join me with today's special guest and let's Welcome to the show, everyone. Another special edition this week. My special guest is JJ Stork. Thank you, Peter. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. Now, do I call you Jeff or Stork? Or what would you, what would you prefer? It doesn't bother me. It's all right. Okay, let's, um, let's go with Stork. Okay, Stork. So while we're on that, let's uh, let's get it out of the way. What, why, what do they call you Stork? Your size? Um, I always wanted a nickname. Um, I had Leachy, but I never really liked that. Because so, your last name's yeah, Leach. A standard Australian thing to add the mm-hmm. Y on the end. Of it. So in year 12, I told people to call me Stork. I'd watched a movie um, with Bruce Spence in it called The Coming of Stork. <laughs> and uh, my legs were really long and whatever, so... So you come up with your own nickname. I sort of Love it. Our nickname. So if you're going to have a nickname, that's the best yeah. way to do it, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah. come up with it. I introduced myself as Stork a lot, so some people actually didn't know my real name. <laughs> so uh, anyway. that's great. Yeah. So, so that's just good, an if you thing. like a nickname, that's the way to do it. Come yeah. up with it and start calling yourself that, and yeah. then uh, it'll become your nickname. Love yeah. it. All right, Jeff or Stork. Yeah. Um, just talk us through in just generally first to start with what, what, what your background, mate. Where you, where you grew up, uh, how you got into your first job. Those okay. types of things. Yeah, I grew up at Fulham Gardens, just off Tapley's Hill Road. Yeah, um, here in good old South Australia. In South Australia, Near yeah. the beach, the western suburbs. Yeah, um, yeah nice area. Yeah. Um, yeah, f- it was a lovely street. It was fairly uh, good good bunch of families and lots of kids around and lots Siblings, of boys. Yeah, brothers and sisters. Yeah, sister yeah. Leanne, two years older. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so you're the youngest. I'm the youngest, yeah. yeah. And just a, what a fairly normal upbringing until you hit school and high well, school. And but I had a bit of tragedy. The old man left when I was nine, so that had a big effect okay. on me. Um, so uh, yeah, he moved out and didn't come back. So what, what was the re- did you ever find out a reason, or did you know uh, at the time? No, he just I did I did make peace with him later, and he did say that he um, had changed. And that year, a lot of people had married their first girlfriend, and was all quite conservative. But he changed so. Did he, at the time, was it explained to you why he left, or was it just Dad suddenly got up and left? Yeah, not really. Um, and you probably didn't understand back then either. So, mm. um, nine, so I sort of hoped that he would come back, but never happened. So It's a pretty major yeah. thing to happen at it was. age nine. I think, too, it was fairly um, not that normal back then. 
um, a lot of families split now. And, they um, stayed together back then, husbands and wives, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they stayed together. And, I mean, obviously people played up a bit and whatever. There was whatever, some stuff going on. But, um, yeah, so... Well, can yeah, I ask, how, yeah. do you, how do you think that impacted on you? Like, Do you think that's had an impact now yes. in your own life? Do you Can you talk about in any way how you think that may have impacted you at the time and, yeah. and even now? I do. Um, I remember I was fairly sad about it for a few years and I, in the end I just decided that I was just going to do my own thing and just do what made me happy. Um, so I probably became a bit selfish. Yeah. But at that or, age, you realised that? Yeah, well, I realised it. And, and do you think that's to do with uh, you don't want to rely on someone else because they can let you down? You yeah. That, wow. Yeah, true, true. Okay. Um, it could have just been a natural wiring anyway of being a bit selfish and doing my own thing, but um, that's the way I cope with it. So what did you do? Did you get into sport? Or? Oh, I got into yeah. sport, yeah. Um, well, I played all the usual sports back then, um, footy, cricket, tennis, basketball. Um, and I got into running. Um, but uh, uh, I did just back, back step. I did, did decide not to see the old man for many years. So that's how I cope with it as well. So How did he cope with that? Did, he, did you tell him that? Or you I, just I didn't? told him. Yeah, I told him I didn't want to see him anymore. So that's how I... He actually didn't live in Adelaide, so it wasn't like I had much contact anyway. So not and only he, did he move out, he moved to another state. He, he actually moved to New Zealand and he never returned to Adelaide. So... Uh, did he try and stay in contact? Oh, yeah, yeah, now and again, but uh, we didn't much to do with him, so... Yeah, so that was that. Um, but, yeah, sport, I was a pretty good natural sportsman at uh, most sports, and um, in the end I played a lot of tennis and running, and I found running really... Um, I got such a satisfaction of that endurance and it just settled my mind and whatever, made me nice and relaxed. And, and you went on to run quite a good marathon, yeah. didn't you? Sub three hours. What was your best time? Yeah, I did 2.57.09 in 98 and I tried the year before but I hardly slept the night before so I was just over three hours. I had well, to go the, back and for, do it again. For those that don't know much yeah. about marathon yeah. running though, sub yeah. three hours is very, very good and yeah. for someone as tall as you yeah. as well, which is generally um, is harder to run the bigger yeah. you are, it's, it's outstanding really. Yeah, no, I was happy with the time but the aim was just to break three hours and uh, I did it on about 70 k's a week, um, just really one decent run on the sad day. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I've had pretty good endurance. I, I think I was just so active anyway, and then you've got your genes and whatever, you got, you're suited to some sort of sport, so. And yeah. so, mate, so, mm. so from then, um, oh. you, did you study at university? Did you get no, a degree? No, I, f- I didn't pass my trick. And, uh. What did you get? I got 227 out of 500. I didn't study very hard. I really didn't study much from after year 10 and uh, my grades weren't great. But I was fairly, fairly bright overall. But Why didn't I, you study? What, what? I wanted to play sport. I just wanted to play tennis all the time. So I, uh, I guess you didn't have a male role model in your, in I your didn't, life. I didn't. So, yeah, I've learned about that since. Um how was mum? Did she try and motivate you? Did she oh, not try and find no, someone else? Or? No, mum, um, so complete opposite the old man. Mum never had another partner at all. Um, she was excellent, you know, always supportive and uh, take it all your games and, yeah. Good, good mum? Yeah, great mum. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah, and I do yeah. remember uh, us playing gigs together yeah. at, your, at the retirement village where yeah, your mum yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, that was, in one way it was really sad, but in another way it was quite soothing, wasn't it? You know, yeah. playing tunes and knowing your mum was over there and yeah. and you were there, right, we were there right to the end until she passed away. Yeah, she passed away, home. Alzheimer's, yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, that was enjoyable playing some tunes and uh, unfortunately she didn't really know who it was in the end, so. 
Now, so, yeah. so while we're talking at mm. this stage of your life, you you reconnected with your dad. Now, was that you that started? Yeah, that yeah. Well, I uh, I did a thing called Man's in a Journey, uh, a weekend workshop, which uh, dug up the past and released a lot of emotion. And what made you sign up for that? Well, I needed to. <laughs> To to I, needed, I needed to heal myself and uh, I had a girlfriend at the time um, who was um, spiritual and was into all that sort of gear and I really wanted to uh, delve into that. And was that just a one-off weekend or was it yeah, a regular? It was a one-off weekend. There was, there was some follow-up men's groups and all that if you wanted to go to. And there was other, you could go back, I didn't, but... Uh, so how did you go with that? Was it Oh, that was pretty... Testing? Yeah, pretty testing. It Do was... You, you actually realised when you're sitting in a circle and hearing other people's lives... I'm thinking, oh, my God, mine's uh, been pretty easy. And guys are crying or, you know, talking just about what's happened to them. So, yeah, no, it relieved a massive amount of emotion. I, I can't believe how well I slept. I just sunk into the mattress both nights after that. It's amazing what your body holds in. What, what were some of the major uh, things that hit you about yourself from that course? Is there anything that, that resonates really highly with oh, you from that? Well, you had to. One clear message was that they said if your father's still alive, if you had a bad relationship with your father and he's still alive, you must make peace with him. So I did that. I sat opposite him and put my hand on his heart and uh, told him I forgived him. So this is when you first went to meet him after this. Yeah, this is after course the course. Yeah. yeah. You put, so you put your hand on his heart. Yeah. Looked him in the eye and said, "I forgive you, Dad, for." The is pain, that what the you pain were, you caused me or whatever? From the course, did they mm. suggest doing that or did you come up with... Uh, I think so. I, I yeah. can't remember exactly. But That's yeah. pretty brave. Yeah. How did he Well, the, the good news was he was happy to do it. Um, this was about, oh, probably about 45, 46, and um, he was happy to be involved and, I, you know, I just asked him some questions and whatever, yeah. so... Well, so we got along really well after that. So he was glad, yeah. obviously glad you made the effort and he was open to yeah, it. Yeah, open to it, yeah. And when so, you put your hand yeah. on his heart, yeah, yeah. what did he do? Well, he put his hand in my heart, I think, from memory. That's <laughs> been pretty intense. Oh, it wasn't as bad or, as you or, thought. Or, no, not bad. I'm thinking uh, not great moment. It would have been... Yeah. Considering you haven't really seen your dad for how long? Oh, been, 30 years. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, a couple of moments, but yeah. no real contact. But um, I bet you slept... Well, that night? I think so. Well, he, st- he was staying with me, whatever, so I was in a unit at Dulwich. So. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. but he passed away not long after you reignited, uh, did he? Oh, no, he passed away last year. Okay. Just, it's just been over a year. Yeah. So how long after you made peace with him? Oh, so you had seven or eight years. And did you see him much in that seven or eight years? Uh, a little bit. He was still at the Gold He lived in the Gold Coast. Mm. So I went up there a few times and he'd come down to Adelaide probably once or twice a year. But again, you're not a lot of contact. You have a few phone calls. I'll bet, but I'll bet you're glad though you made, made the oh piece yeah, and yeah. were able to re-establish and maybe work out a few things as to yeah. like you said before, as why he left. And yeah, well, you're young and you don't understand. And But then you sort of find out the more you get to know someone that you're fairly got a lot of his uh, personality traits in that as well. What and personality it, traits do you think you have of his? Oh, um well, I like watching cricket. No, oh, I don't know. He's. Uh, I don't know. Did he remarry? Did he have any other children? He remarried children? once. Never had any other children. He remarried for ten years, I think. To and didn't last. That no, it didn't last. No. So when you say traits the same, do you think that may be a trait that's similar in that? Could be. There's no long term relationship. Well, I don't say long term. Yeah. Like twenty years or. Well, he had a few. He had five or six year ones and whatever, and he was married for ten. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what did he do for work? He was mainly in sales. He was a real estate agent at some stage. And he was into fitness as well and keeping healthy. And So I've got that. And um, he was very healthy until the cancer or so for a year and a bit in the end. But, uh, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, love, right. love of music as well, of course. So, um, was he's a love of listening to music rather than well, playing? Well, he played piano. So oh, okay. it was funny. I actually inspired him. To, he bought a keyboard in the end, and uh, he didn't. You know, he was a bit inspired by the fact that I'd gone and done stuff. He got his bought a keyboard and did some shows to some tenants where he's living. But yeah, that's quite amazing, actually, isn't yeah. it? The way the the wheels sort of gone full circle yeah. where you've helped him with something. You know, yeah. the, the son that <laughs> that lost his dad and yeah. and then finally reconnects and and teaches him something. That's yeah, well, you never know. Right. That's right. So yeah, we look. We get you know. You do get inspired by people along the way, whoever it is, and uh, they get you going again or, you know, so, yeah. That leads me to another question. Mm. Now, you've never had children. No. Now, and I often wonder about people that don't have children because I've got yeah. two and yeah. I know how hard it is. And you do have those days where you think, what would my life have been yeah. like without yeah. children? How do you feel about not having children? Is it something you longed for at one stage or you're happy you didn't do now? Yeah. What's your thoughts on... On having I, children and not having them, I probably thought around eighteen to early twenties that I would have them. Because you were married when? What age? I was married at twenty-seven. Okay. Uh, for fifteen years, and um, Michelle didn't want children, and I thought, great, that's that's good, that's that box ticked. Anyway, but uh, I, it was more a lifestyle choice, and um, I didn't think I was that, to be honest, that emotionally connected. Maybe, I don't know, it was just my mindset, I don't know what and, it was. And, and I just preferred um, doing my own thing in my spare time. But, would you yeah. regret that now or you're comfortable with... Oh, no, I don't regret it. I don't regret it. You can see all the other married people out there that, <laughs> that are trying to deal with their, yeah, well, their children. I try, I try and keep, um, yeah, um, I try and keep life as simple as possible Um so whether I've lost out something by not having children, you know, as a, I've traded that for, a, more trade simple, for a more simple life. Well, let's but, let's then deal yeah. into what you did for a career originally. Yeah, so you yeah. did you go straight into a bank at a very early age? No, my uh, did a little bit of tray boy work at Footy Park uh, in the fifteen. I was selling hot dogs. Yeah, quick, quick, funny story about that. First day I went down there and it was pouring with rain. And you used to get 10% of what you sold. And I sold $15 worth. <laughs> and I got a dollar fifty, And I was a dollar short. <laughs> so that wasn't good from a banker point of view. So I got 50 cents for walking around the rain for about four hours. But you love football. Yeah. You've got to watch the football. But it, it, then I did in the finals. And you could watch the, uh, watch the finals, which is great. But first real job was John Martin's at West Lakes. Um, boys wear, babies wear of all places. They put me in, which was a bit of a funny one. And then I was in menswear. I really enjoyed menswear and I was looking to get out of high school and get a permanent part-time job there, but there was nothing available. So I applied for the bank and got that. So, uh, um, yeah, bank. At, at what age did you start the bank? Uh, 17. 17. Henley Beach Branch, mm-hmm. which is now Melt Restaurant on the foreshore there. Mm-hmm. used to ride my bike to work and beat the school kids home. It's fantastic. <laughs> And no homework. And it was a good job then, wasn't it? It was a good job, yeah. yeah. From where we come from here in South Australia, a banking yeah. job, yeah. Was, there wasn't yeah. a lot of work, but a banking yeah. job was seen as the, one of the better jobs too. It's stable. Yeah. And well, that's what we yeah. looked for in those days, wasn't it? Yeah, well, to be honest, I joined for job security thinking I'll never, ever get the sack from the bank. And uh, yeah, I was there 32 years, so it's so a good time. 32 times. years. Yeah. And yeah, great times. Great, great, yeah, a lot yeah. of friendships. Yeah. It, was a, it was quite a big yeah. um, place to work with yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. That's and now, were you harbouring, and this is what we're getting to with, yep. with, with you, Stork, you, we, you're a musician, 
You're a good well, guitarist. Oh, thank you, Peter. You're I'm a good. A, I think a great I'm a, songwriter. I'm a simple guitarist. <laughs> no, you're. A, you are a good guitarist. That's right. Thank and you. you're a, a damn good songwriter. Mm. And you, you sing. So you do yeah. all those things, and you're quite competent singing in your range, obviously. And yeah, we're all good yeah, in, in yeah, our yeah. range. Yep. And you know, the thing that gets me with your music is that I can really feel when you're singing a song that you write. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's so natural. Um, you've produced an album, which I've bought and played many times yeah. a couple of albums um, so how did you get into that and did you always harbour because we, there's so yeah. many people that you know I come across oh, can you teach me guitar I want to learn guitar I want to get into music and a lot of us don't you know a lot of us get mm. stuck in our careers and think well, we can't make a change how do you make a change you've got children or you, you're busy with work and, and those types of things how, how did you do it and, and well, firstly yeah. did you always harbour that, that love or that want oh. to play, play the guitar uh, I thought I was in Tasmania on holidays and um, I just thought I'd played sport all my life. What age? Oh, 37. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I'm going to d- dedicate the next part of my, well, next half of my life ideally to the arts. So that was music. But I remember hearing a song called Van Diemen's Land by U2 being played in this, in this uh, antique shop or something. And I thought that's the sort of style I want to play. Yeah, so I just come back and... I don't know, 38 and a bit. I, in 2003, I got a guitar and uh, just went full bore into it like I do with... If I'm, if I'm into something, I'm, I'm into it. Lessons? Or would you... Had a few lessons, but just no, it's a bit of a waste, really. I, I, I don't read music, play chords, you've got some rhythms. I mainly got books from uh, Alan's in the end to help me, but and these how, days... How long did it... T- so were you chipping away at night when you come home from work? Yeah, pretty well every night. Yeah. yeah. Um, did it take a long time? To it get did. to a level that you could play in front of people? Yeah, it did. Um, well, it was probably the Weekend Warriors uh, five or six years later. Which is where we reconnected, yeah, didn't yeah, we? And Weekend yeah. Warriors, for our, our yeah. listeners, is, is it's a setup where older people can come back into music and or people like me and you who yeah. are new to music yeah. can come in and join a band yeah. and you have practice and then you do a final gig. And we, oh. we did that at the uh, Governor Highmarsh, didn't we? Yeah, we reconnected yeah. there. Yeah, so you were in a different band to me. Um, yeah, Smart Monkeys. Your first gig, <laughs> first gig was the Gov main stage. That was I like that exciting. name, Smart yeah. Monkeys. Smart, Smart. Oh, Smart. Yeah. <laughs> Both interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Did the Smart Monkeys uh, end up uh, gigging uh, together for long? Or? We didn't. We we actually did form a band, and um, well, we kept going for a bit. We had a few personality issues. As <laughs> so common. We had bands. one sort of guy that was a bit strong with his words, and the uh, people left. The great thing was, I. Developed a trio with the lead singer and Steve, and uh, which is ultimately what I wanted to do. I wanted to have a more of acoustic trio, not a rock band. So and still a strong friendship. Since yeah, then. yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve's uh, Steve's been great. He always comes out the most gigs and whatever. A very and good player. So from there, you kept practicing. Yeah, you started busking. Is that how you started performing in front of people? Yeah, um, you get to the point where it takes a while, but you get to the point that you go right back. Right, I'm I'm playing music for the enjoyment of my for my enjoyment. It feeds my soul, the type of songs you want to play. Um, and you hope that you can, people enjoy what you play as well. You don't always, it's that sort of thing. Not everybody likes what you play. But you get out there. I feel it's a giving to the community as well. Yeah, busking, you know, 53-year-old guy busking is looked a bit frowned upon by the conservative Adelaide people that walk past at times. But some people love it. Kids think you're a rock god. It's quite funny. Yeah, but I mean, the good thing is you, you tried your hand at all types of gigs. You weren't yeah. shy to, like we said, that retirement village yeah, where your yeah, mum was, yeah, yeah. Um, busking. 
fiftieths, twenty first parties. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you yeah. you tried your hand at all of it. You're not afraid to no. to do that, which is what you got to you got to be a little bit brave, don't you? You do. Um, cafes. Cafes. Well, cafes. R- right now, that's that's my scene, is just playing mellow, middle-aged music in a quiet place, unplugged, playing my own songs, playing Leonard Cohen, Dylan, whatever. So not playing Eagle Rock and the same old covers that you hear in the pub. That's not me. That yeah. I'm trying to provide a bit of an eclectic alternative. And, and you're doing it during a tough time yeah, for yeah. live music, aren't you? Really? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, especially yeah. in Adelaide here. Look, the live music scene is... Not even anywhere near half what it used to be. No, and it's not easy when you're not young and pretty anymore. So uh, you know, you're selling it's... yourself a little bit. Short, <laughs> I'm young and pretty at the aged care gigs, Pete. <laughs> so yeah, but so there's aged care gigs. Uh, did one yesterday, which was good fun, and uh, hopefully I'll get invited back. The feedback was good from the residents. But so wait, see. how do you describe your music? Your love, the, the type of music you love, or the type of music you write? Well, how, how do you describe it? And yeah. What are you What are you looking for? Well, it's it's folky. Country rock, mellow rock sort of stuff. Um, I'm trying to tell a story. I'm, I'm trying to, as the good singer-songwriters have connected with me, they've told you a story about whatever, whether it's political or human nature or I don't ideally write breakup songs. I don't want to go back and delve into that sort of stuff. Um, and write, I do write a bit of satire sort of stuff. Um, Have you always been a cynical or sat- satirical type of guy? Yeah, satire. You're very good, good with your words. Satire's good. My yeah. favourite comedian was Benny Hill. <laughs> I grew up. He's obviously pretty politically yeah. incorrect by today's standards, but he was he was the funniest guy I'd seen. Uh, Have you always been a writer? Did you write no. a lot at school? A creative no. writer? Are you, are, you, are you writing now? Poetry or no? Well. I haven't really written poems for a while because they're now songs. Most of the songs have rhyming verses as a natural thing. It just seems to be the process. Do you find it hard to write or does it come to you when you sit down? It and comes really quickly. Yeah. Every, I, wrote, yeah. I wrote a song last week in one night. Done, What's that one called? Looking for Joan Baez. Looking for Joan? Baez. Joan Baez was, is a folk singer and a protest <laughs> singer. She was Bob Dylan's girlfriend there for a while. <laughs> wow. And why looking for her? We're looking for a folky woman. You're uh, looking or, for a folky woman. Well, potentially, but who knows? Okay. Even mate, if it's someone to sing with, I don't know. Yeah. If it's a future girlfriend, I don't know. Joan Baez was fairly attractive. Love the name of that song. It's yeah, looking for Joan. I'll, yeah. play, I'll play it later if you want. Yeah. Well, what? how about you play one for us now? You, talk, you talked to me earlier before we started the podcast. Which, uh, which song are you going to do for us? Oh, uh, well, I'll do... Uh, I do live in the dream. Live in the dream. That's because good, people good that come from people said to me, yeah. "You live in the dream," because <laughs> oh, they think I'm well, you've working half time. You moved on from the bank. You got a package. Yeah, yeah. Now you you put in place these steps to learn guitar. Eventually yeah. leave the bank. You must have had one, one eye on leaving the bank and possibly getting a package. Well, I was hopeful. I yeah. mean, look. To be honest, as I said, a few people things need to fall your way, mm. but you can manifest things in life. I believe. Um, and obviously being in the bank that long, there's going to be a stage where you are going to get a package. It's just a nap. Some guys had had three packages after 30 years in different banks. So I was ready to go. Um, so when you say went your way, do you think that just the fact they happened to offer packages at that time when you were ready to go? I think so. Because yeah. uh, I, I was, I knew I'd be debt free and with no children and I had some shares and I was okay financially. I just needed to earn myself a few hundred bucks a week. To, so uh, so yeah. you've worked yourself yeah. into a position where you yeah. had no debt. So that's yeah. that's step one, isn't it? Really? Well, the package start. paid the debt off. Okay. And yeah. I come out with nine grand and started from scratch. But so uh, yeah. And then, um, uh, but yeah, I live frugally as well, Peter. Mm. Yeah. Pete, yeah. Well, yeah. when I met you, I 
you were living in a unit, weren't you? Yeah. 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 So, so um, you, you didn't have expensive tastes. No, so you, that you, hasn't changed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're living frugally. You yeah. learnt the, you learnt the guitar, yeah. don't you, in your own time because yeah. yeah. uh, it was one of your passions. Yeah. Um, you got the package. Yeah. And uh, and now so now you're funding that though, aren't you, with some work like your land? You've yeah, okay, helped yeah. me with my landscaping here, yeah, and yeah, um, we've, yeah. we've moved concrete together. We have. That's finished. Yeah, <laughs> finished my running career. I think I ruined your knee. That's <laughs> <laughs> my foot. Your foot. Um, yeah. Thanks for the work. Yeah. <laughs> all jokes aside, and I'll give you a few um, yeah. uh, referrals here and yeah, there, and, yeah. uh, and they've all been good uh, yeah. recommendations coming no, back. The so. Greek economy's <laughs> helped me out. I'm working for your brother Paul, and yeah. Serious Steve at times, the yeah. Greek economy. Yeah, that's what we do in Adelaide. We help each other. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm very good. Like, so a bit of guitar teaching. I, uh, you, I did. You, I yeah. had a couple of, couple of, couple of clients. Yeah. Uh, so landscaping and lawn mowing yeah, and yeah. Um, anything I, really. I was driving some cars in the state. Yeah. Uh, I was walking dogs. Yeah. There's work out there. So you're you finding you're getting enough of work. Yeah. Week yeah. to week. Yeah. Yeah. You might do a small paint job. I haven't done one mm. for a while. But there's work out there if you're self-motivated and prepared to get your hands dirty and, and be flexible and, of course, price yourself into the into the job as well. I'm only 30 bucks an hour, so that's, you know... That's about as cheap as you can do it, really. And how old are you now? 53. 53. Yeah. So a sprightly young 53. You're a young, much younger 53 than most 53-year-olds. And uh, so how do you feel now? So do you think you're glad you made that move and you, you're glad you made that career cha- or yeah. change, oh, career yeah, change, yeah, and yeah. Living, you know, living the lifestyle you're living now? Does it just yeah. feel – I know you haven't quite got the, the money you would have had in the, in the bank in an office job, but do you just feel so much freer and, and relaxed and enjoy yeah. life? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't have um, – I have a third of the income in a way, but you trade things. So, uh, again, you know, you don't have a mortgage, so you just live off your three or 400 bucks a week. That's, that's generally enough. What's the best thing, do you think, about this lifestyle compared to that? Bank? And, and what's the worst thing about the other lifestyle? What's the best thing about well, the, this lifestyle and the worst thing about the other? It's all stress, right? Stress. The, the other lifestyle? Yeah. So I, I didn't, wasn't always stressed in the bank, but there was a period towards the end there, I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to get through this? The workload was ridiculous. And I was waking up at night. Um, so you weren't sleeping well? Not not for a couple of months. But then luckily the package letter came through and, and of course, all that disappeared. And so what's the best thing about what you're doing there? Um, we're just doing things. I'm doing simple tasks that don't mess with my brain. So I'm in control generally of the work I do. I don't do anything I don't think I can handle. I do very simple tasks and I'm pay, being paid to keep fit and I'm working outside. So it's a good all-round balance. Good all-round balance. And the creative side of it, is that, is that doing things for you that you yeah. never had? When you're in the bank, the creative side yeah, well, of writing funny, songs. Funny about that because I was doing when people left the bank, I was doing farewell poems. I used to do them farewell cards, cut it, you know, get these pictures and put their head on it with captions. So the bank used to pay me for doing that in their time, so it was pretty good. <laughs> did you play guitar? Yeah, guitar did some songs in the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah, it was a couple, another guy, uh, Scotty, that played. Uh, he was a gun player, a bit like yourself, but <laughs> with, the, with the scales, he, he could he could add some fancy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, so I just changed the words to songs. Um, and uh, yeah, so I don't know. So you sort of eased into it. Let yeah. me ask this question. Yeah. Let's say you didn't get the package and you're oh, still in the bank. How do you think you'd be feeling oh, right now? I don't know. It'd be interesting, not, one, isn't it? I, I wouldn't be here talking to you. Maybe I don't, I don't know. It's interesting because I'm I'm not a person. Would you have quit even though you didn't get the? Yeah, the I don't know. I would. You'd have to get the point. If the stress continued, not sleeping, I had to start to think: Can you do something else? And the other option was I thought about being a courier. Um, 
if I didn't get the gardening and all that stuff enough work, I thought maybe I'd be a courier, but that didn't really work because that's going to be a full-time job. Yeah, plus you have to a, buy, it's a lot of time. fork out a van as well. Yeah, so, and it's I, a lot of time for not a lot of money. Yeah, might, so um, that was when yeah. they, and I think that's a really good yeah. thing you talk about where you say you haven't got a lot of money, no. but you're living that lifestyle. Yeah. There's no point doing, trying to live that lifestyle no. if, you, if you're working 40 hours yeah. a week. Yeah. It just can't be done. You've, you've got to look at life and say, what am I prepared to give up to get or trade, you know, and how much value do you put on stress? So stress is a big thing. So if something's stressing you out for two... And, we, and you get stress at times, but if, it's, if you feel it's, uh, you know, prolonged... Um, mm. And it just stuffs up the whole day because you're, men- you're too tired when you come home and you haven't slept. And that's the vicious trap, isn't it, yep. of that full-time yep. work. And you don't and feel now, like... Now, some yeah. people listening yeah. to this will probably say, yeah. oh, well, you know, you don't have children, you mm. don't have the financial yeah. commitments yeah. I yeah. have. You know, but I, I'd say to that stalk that yeah. you've just got to adjust to whatever yeah. obstacle's thrown at you. So you may not be able to do it at 53, but yeah. if your children yeah. are getting to eight, towards the end of their schooling, mm. 19, 20, 21 mm. years of age... And you're getting towards, say, 55, 56, 57. Well, you can still do it. You yeah. can still plan to do it, but do it a little bit later. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, I, I, I hear a lot from people, I can't do this because I've got kids or I've got... Oh, yeah, we, I agree. we will yeah. find an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, true. People in your position might have said, well, I don't have the money or I don't have mm. a partner. You know, that might be mm. their excuse. But mm. we just seem to come up with excuses to stop making that change or doing that thing we really want to do. Yeah, I can understand that. Look, the package was great for me. Some people were worried about it. Some might have been in their mid-30s with private school fees and three kids and they might have been feared the financial part of it. A lot, a lot of people got jobs instantly elsewhere, no worries. Most of them went back into the finance industry. So, But, yeah, it's... Um, it's that fear, though, isn't it, of it's, that oh, change it's a lot of the it's unknown. Fear, for sure. And we've got to yeah. overcome that somehow. Yeah, well, I haven't so. been great at that really originally, but, you know, you, you work through things. But uh, Yeah, but you, 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 you did do it. I did you know? do it. Yeah, you... You yeah. put your hand up, you took the And package. I could really take on more work. I, I don't advertise that much. You, most of your business comes from existing happy customers. And, but you yeah. don't want to ruin that balance, I'm sure. No, I don't ruin the balance. You know, that, no. Like you said, that lack of stress, you, why, yeah. why ruin that? You know, the ideal day is four or five hours gardening, get the guitar out, have an afternoon nap, have a swim, do some exercises, um, sit in the coffee shop for an hour. and uh, yeah. How so, many songs have you written? Oh, well, officially recorded, oh, I don't know. I've probably done 60. Yeah. I've probably got, what have I got? About 40 on SoundCloud, and I'm doing more Friday. I've recorded them on my phone, but I'm going to do a better recording um, with Ryan. And um, All right, well, can we, yeah, do, can we do Live in a they're Dream? All simple, they're all simple songs. Yeah, it's simple but quirky I'm lyrics. Just good. <laughs> I'm, I'm verily uh, the freewheeling... Bob Dylan album mm. is a huge influence. Yep. Simple folk and some of Leonard Cohen's early stuff are my two main sort of uh, role models. But uh, well, anyway. mate, can we do one now? Can we do living living the, the dream? Living the dream. Living the dream. I think it's really appropriate because okay. you are living the dream. <laughs> so let's uh, we'll get the guitar and uh, right. organise and uh, Stork will play it for us. in my head the 
voice in my head it went to bed and he slept and he slept living the dream somebody said he was living the dream was it his dream was it your dream living the dream Somebody said he was living the dream Was it his dream? Was it your dream? Happiness, it lies within Remember that moment that you're in In the mainstream in the mainstream I felt a bit bored I was bored, I was bored Living the dream Somebody said he was living the dream Was it his dream? Was it your dream? Living the dream Somebody said he was living the dream Was it his dream? Was it your dream? Happiness, it lies within Remember that moment that you're in Somebody said he was living the dream Was it his dream? Was it your dream? Alright, Stork, living the dream. That was it. Yeah, that was it, Pete. So that's your newly written song? Oh, I wrote it last year or so, oh, a fair while back. Yeah. Um, I used to put dates on, I can't remember I wrote it, but it, would ju- it just come up because people kept mentioning... You were living the dream. That I was living the dream with my work-life balance. So I thought, let's do a song about it. Um, Love it. Yeah, so. Do you feel like you're living the dream? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, wasn't convincing. <laughs> <laughs> Convince me. No, what, 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 well, we asked li- before li- what you Living the dream is sort of, I mean, I mean, life's, you can't do your own thing all day, every day. You've got to work and yeah. whatever you've got to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, you've got to be, you've got to have a couple of passions and uh, like yourself, whenever I start something, I'm full bore at it. So, yeah. you know, you don't do it half-heartedly. Um, but it has just evolved. Uh, all I really wanted to do was play a few tunes in the backyard, maybe with guys like yourself. And uh, now I'm getting paid to play music and writing tunes and so where people to, can hear around So where do you world. see it going from here? Where, where do you want to be in a few years? Or do you not even think like that? You're just enjoying the way it's going? Yeah, well, I keep thinking that... You keep believing you can write a hit song or something. Yeah, I've you know I'll have that I'll have that dream of belief. I'll well, keep plugging away. We've um, talked about this before, though, uh, haven't we? How simple uh, a hit song is. Yeah, like yeah. you were mentioning before about K Sarah Sarah, yeah, how yeah. many chords and how many yeah. lines in that, but it became a hit hit song. So we, 
I think we all, as muso, I know yeah. I think about it sometimes. It can't be that hard to write, <laughs> write a hit song. No, I think a lot of a lot of it is profile and marketing and getting yeah, it out there. Cause exactly. There's a lot of local guys I see and girls, and they got some great songs, but they're not well known apart from just the people that see the original music. There's some very good songs there. Um, so when you write a good song now that you think yeah. is a really good song that you've written, um, I, I, there's a couple of yours I love, Western yeah. World. Yeah. OCD man this yeah. kind of, And I just love them So yeah. when you've written A couple of things That you feel like You really oh, love yeah, is, that, yeah. is that enough for you Do you feel like Do you feel like Well I've, I've This is what I'm in it for and, yeah. I'm, and I'm getting that out Of what I'm doing I'm playing my song That I see as a hit song Yes I don't have the marketing And yeah, all that behind yeah. me But does it feel the same In some ways Well it does you, You've got to be proud Of what you've done mm. So there's that initial feeling Of satisfaction I'm happy, I'm happy with the song I won't That's it They come very quick When they come mm. They're normally done Over a day or two You might go back And change a couple of words But the simple structures, um, and you put them out there, and you perform them, and it's all about the style of music, though. So if people like folky country rock, they'll sort of like your, the tunes. My me- people like the mellow sound. Some people do, but you know. how, how do you describe your style? I know we've talked folky, yeah, but do yeah. you describe it as political and uh, quirky? And yeah, uh, there's yeah. a strong message. When you, so when you sit down to write, do you think of you, yourself that way? Yeah, you're trying to get a message across. I'm not political. I'm not politically strong, as in I'm not going to big arguments over Liberal or Labor or whatever, but they give you topics, they give you material, Donald Trump's and Malcolm's ideas boom was the one song and stuff they say. So so you do yeah. think of those bigger issues, those bigger political yeah, yeah, um, stances yeah. like, uh, and Western World's another one where you talk about the, West, the, lo- the, the life of the Western world. Yeah, you know, the um, Western world's got a lot of problems, mm. you know, um, social and family problems and some of these people with Poorer countries seem to be more happier than some of us, so I don't know. But to, yeah, there's there's all sorts of stuff. Human nature. Um, well, maybe you're sitting at the beach one day and singing a song about the beach, and uh, that's that's one in the making. And uh, but you stay away from love songs. Generally, I've written a couple. <laughs> why, uh, why well, I stay you... away more from breakup songs. Oh, right? break, okay. And what? Why? What, what's well, the reason for that? I, I don't want to go back and delve on the past, mm. or and and uh, I think the material will come a little bit. Um, you'll start might start bagging bagging the situation and getting neg. So mm. I'd rather yeah they're 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 harder to write too. L- love songs are harder to write. I, I mean, I, some of my tunes are semi happy and I don't know. But, uh, I'm going to ask you a difficult question okay. here. So, yeah. have you ever been in love? Still? Oh yes, yes, of course. Have, a lot. Uh, yeah, um, I'd say four times at least. Um, yeah, so. Uh, and, and, and now yeah. looking forward to the future, where, where do you see that happening again? Is that what you're, you'd like to do? Would you oh, like? Yeah, well, yeah. You have to. You have to. Yeah, I do. I'm a 53. You, you hope you've got another 15 or 20 good years in you, or whatever. And um, yeah, you you know just get on with your life and meeting people. And would you marry again? I don't tend to get married again. So you were married for 15 years. I was married 15 years. And was some of it good, or was it? Did, did, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it hasn't put you, hasn't scared you off of uh, doing oh, no. it well, well, I've changed a bit since then too. And, uh, um, but I, I think I, ideally, if I'm honest with myself, I prefer to live separately and um, not be married. But I might change your mindset in 10, 15 years' time again. I don't, I don't know. You, you do change your mindset as you evolve through life and you're doing different things and you assess them differently of what you want and where you're at. So who, who knows? But uh, I guess, yeah, I mean... Yeah. It's got to fit in with your lifestyle, yeah, though, doesn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, if that person came along and, and yeah. it doesn't 
upset the lifestyle of you writing music and, and living yeah. the, the, oh, the, yeah, the lifestyle yeah, you're yeah. living, then of course, yeah, you'd probably be open to it by the sounds of it. I think uh, for me, you need to be in a relationship because you a little bit of space, mm. time to create. And I mean, I've got that time in, in a way by not working full time as well. So I've got that time in the afternoons and whatever, generally. So, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, relationships, you know, they're great when they're going well and they can be hard and. I personally don't deal well with feminine chaos, so uh, I, a, chilled, a chilled personality is better for me. Um, Here's a question. Yeah. How, do you, how would you think your partner would define you as a partner? Oh, okay. Would you be a good partner? Or are there things about you that you think, oh, hang on, how, how, yeah. I reckon they might, they might find that tough. Would yeah, yeah. Well, some same stuff. As a, I'm a true Taurian. Uh, I didn't really believe in um, star signs till I read about what a Taurus was, and I thought that's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've got good points and bad points. Uh, you know, empathy's not that great. Um, you know, could be a bit more supportive. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm pleasant enough person. I'm not violent. I, you know, um, I'm not nasty. I pre- I'm peaceful. I think I'm fairly easy to live with in general. You know, I'm practical. You still got your cat? Oh, you yeah, love, got love cat. animals too. Yeah, don't you? love animals. Yep. Yeah, um, that's probably at working with animals is probably uh, something I'll do more in okay. retirement. Yep. Um, I don't know how or what yet, but always had animal, always had cats, but probably get a dog next time. But uh, I don't know wherever I'm going to be yet. But uh, what what do you see retirement as for you? Um, Would you be living in Adelaide? Yeah, but I'll be avoiding the winters. I did so travelling. Did some camper vanning um, with Sandra recently, and uh, that's I can see myself living in a van, a decent camper van for a period of time in the cold. And retirement in general is, is it all travelling and playing guitar? Oh, we'll still, still be doing the same stuff pretty yeah. well. Yeah, just Swim, not the working side. Swimming of it. at the beach, yeah, but whether that's sixty or sixty-five, yeah, look, you don't know because you don't know about your health, um, and you assume. You know, I'm comfortably financially at the moment. Just you, just wait and see. But it's really, it is still. I like to take life one day at a time. Each day, I'm just looking to do a couple of things I enjoy, and uh, yeah, that's it's it's pretty simple. Sounds like you're enjoying things to me. Yeah, yeah. Still, I'm going to ask a couple of um, more out there type questions okay. that I, I ask a lot of my guests. Yeah. Um, some people can struggle with these questions because they're a bit open ended. Um, see so how you go. The first one is, and I'd like you to finish this sentence if you can. Okay. When it, what it really comes down to, is oh, doing what makes you happy. You answered that pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so what it all comes down to for you is, is doing what makes you happy. Well, we all we all uh, we all acknowledge this, and I mean I've come come out of a relationship breakdown, so it's you know it's a bit of an average time at times at the moment. But you've got you are responsible for your own happiness. And it's great when you have a nice partner and things do feel good and whatever, and you contribute to their happiness and that as well. Um, but you have to be happy with your life in general, um, doing being who you are and whatever. So a, a, a partner must complement your life and not complicate it. So, um, but there, there, that's the catch with relationships too. There is some, uh, there is some compromising. Various things, so uh, time, so you got to weigh, weigh that up. If you had to list the top or three things that make you happy in order, oh, okay. What, what would you, what would you put down? Are you able to, oh, put yeah, it down into three things for well, me? Well, two's easy: music and keeping fit. 
Okay, they're, they're both. Second. I mean, I'm, my 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 soul naturally gets excited when I'm going to play music. There's a buzz. Uh, same with fitness. I used to love running. Anything endurance gives me that, you know, that lovely feeling at the end, and uh, that you've worked hard and got satisfaction. Number one. Well, music's number one. Oh, music one. number one, and fit- say fitness, fitness number, number two. two. Um, and as you get older, you have to do some different fitness things. With mm. your body might hurt in a few spots. And number um, three, then number three. Yeah. Well, I suppose you, you know, I suppose friends, Friend. friendship. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask this then: Where does the does the partner fit in? Oh, yeah, as a match with number one, or does it? Where does where does a, a, oh, well, a, a relationship well, come? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, re- yeah. Well, relationship could be right up there. Mm. Um, would it, would you? So would the relationship the thing, would the relationship overtake the guitar? Do you think, or does it have to be? You, you've got equal? a. Well, there's room for both, obviously. No no problem with that. You, you've got to make sure that something's not compromised, though. So um, mm. you've got to be getting your love of doing what you're doing. It might have said whether it's going fishing on the weekend or playing golf or you know, whatever you've got to do. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm certainly open to being in a long-term relationship again. That's no problem. I, uh, I think it just meant more things that I like doing myself. No, I'm thinking in overall happy. terms, yeah. what, what makes – if you had to look yeah. at you, you – yeah. when we talked about what uh, when it all comes down is making you happy. Yeah. yeah. So if making yeah. you happy yeah. and you've got to order it in three things oh, okay. that then make you happy, yeah. what are those three things? Yeah. Yeah. Is it still guitar first? Still guitar yeah. first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because that's your passion. Yeah. And yeah. That's, what, yeah. What, that's what's inspired you yeah. to make such a big yeah. change in your life oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, so. no, they're all, you know, they're all they're – all Good and play their part, but uh, yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't just be in a happy relationship. You're not allowed to play guitar or not allowed to go. You know, yeah. so it, it, it's all connected it, to, isn't it? It's, it's hard all, to put it down to yeah. to one or it's two. all the balance again, Pete. Yeah, it, it's all that balance. Mm. And if you feel that your something is out of balance, you know, then uh, that's you know that's when uh, you might have some issues. But whatever. Yeah. Got another yeah. one. For, yeah. Another interesting question I like to put to my guests: um, If you had all the resources. In the world. Oh, okay. So money's not really an objective. Um, you've got – you can live wherever you want. You pretty much can do anything you want. Oh, okay. What would you do? What? what uh, where would you – and, and let me give you examples. Like, would you try and cure um, poverty? Would you try and build the best schools so every child has a good education? If you had those that type of power, what, mm. what's something that you – I. it's important to you? Oh, I'd end animal cruelty, but that, that's a bit of a big dream. But yeah, but that's 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 really and that's strong. what I'm saying. If you had all the resources, um, and you could, can, you know, could could yeah. make an impact in that way. Yeah, I'd, I'd think the animals. I understand that people will continue to eat animals. I don't have a problem with that. I've become a pescatarian, which is seafood <laughs> only. But in the last year or so, a pescatarian, a pescatarian. So fish, pesci. So I eat seafood. I eat fish and prawns. Yep. But I don't and, feel guilty. Okay. Because I don't feel like I'm connected to fish and prawns, whereas you you can pat a uh, farm animal, but mm-hmm. that's just an animal lover thing that's developed in the last year or so. But yep, so, um, ch- so animal cruelty is a bit yeah. I think animal animal cruelty, yeah. um, um, e.g., what we've seen in the uh, the live export trade, sickening some of that stuff. And I did a song about that sheep in the boat. That's that's on SoundCloud. What's that one about? Well, it's about live the, the sheep being exported and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not, yeah. There's can, you remember, a, can you remember any of the lines in that song? Oh yeah, um, we are barbaric. We are uncivilized. Um, <laughs> barbaric because of the sheep. Yeah. Bar- <laughs> well, no, nothing. The pure coincidence. That. <laughs> um, no, it's barbaric. I mean, yeah. God, they. 
you know, and I said, this is our bullfight. See, bullfighting mm. to me is just horrible, but, mm. you know, that's a cultural thing in Spain. But And I said, I understand people will always eat animals, but we need to do it a nicer way. So that, yeah, I mean, if, if I could fix a world problem, I would yep. uh, Good answer, work mate. on the animals. But uh, And animals are just so, they're so loving and, mm. you know, uh, your your dog Wembley tells of me a lot about you. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, that you love animals. Oh, and yeah, there's that yeah. gentle side of you that yeah, likes the connection yeah, yeah. With, with pets. Yeah. Um, here's one: if you could sit down at dinner with any, let's say, three musicians, okay, who would they be in what order? Well, well one's dead. Doesn't matter. Let's, okay, let's say you uh, Leonard Cohen, mm-hmm. Bob Dylan, and Jeff Tweedy. Wow, so quick. If people three. don't know who Jeff Tweedy is, it's from our favourite band, Wilco. He is fantastic. <laughs> and I went and saw him at the Blues Fest. And, yeah. and that, I've got to say that, you never disappoint with your music oh, okay. um, recommendations for yeah, me. Yeah. And I, I, I was hooked on him. when I, Once I saw him at the Blues Fest, and yeah. even when I listened yeah. to his music, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Top three, bang, just like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love it. <laughs> they're my top three, and I said that they're main two, uh, the first well, two are mine. What would you say to Dylan? Oh, well, I've got a lot from Dylan because... Although he's obviously a bit of a pain to perform with at times, he stuffs things around, but he, he's his own man and he does his own stuff and, you know, he's modest about it. Um, why he's still performing at 78 or whatever it is, I don't know, but you wouldn't think he needs the money. he loves it. He loves it. I he loves assume it. he loves it. Yeah. I assume he loves it. Same reason you do it. Yeah, but he, he yeah, I, I get a lot of, I'm very much, I'm very mm. much mid, you know, early, mid-60s Bob Dylan's. Mm. That's my sort of... Uh, Ideal. Well, um, I, when I hear you play, I, yeah. part of me thinks people think I sound like yeah. him a bit too. And I'll, it's but, not just the sense. To yeah. me, it's the style, the the, style, the, yeah. the, yeah. the 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 feelings it gives me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That, when I listen to Dylan, I listen to that real laid back, yeah. unique, yeah. different. And I reckon to me that you, that's what I hear when I hear you. And, that, and that, I reckon that's that's a pretty big part of being a musician. Yeah, well, I think being unique, not just being the best voice yeah. or the best yeah. this. Well, learning the instrument, learning a few of his songs early, and then you learn. You sort of practice how he sings in a way. I, I try to mimic. You try to mimic the art, the original artist, but that's the way it comes out. So mm. we, we would all have our, you know, whatever music we're into, we would all have our um, role models that we sort of try to imitate a bit. But um, uh, yeah, he he was, you know, he was. Yeah, he was just like he was. He was a voice for the generation with his with his communication through his songs about what was going on in the world. And mm. as I as I say to people when I'm about to play "Blowing in the Wind," nothing's changed. Mm. Uh, the, the world's still full of all these problems and nothing's changed. So. But nothing, David, nothing does change, does no. it? And yeah. Leonard Cohen, what's uh, what about him do you like? Leonard's, what's a song of his that you love? Oh, God, is that many? Oh, So Long Marianne's good. Um, the the Partisan, um, The Trader. Uh, not that well-known, The Trader, but it's good. Um, Take This Waltz, I play that regularly in the cafes. Leonard's, uh, he's a genius to me. Um, he's eccentric. He's, he gets sex in there. He, he's just, I don't know, he takes to a whole new world. He's songwriting, <laughs> you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. uh, again, both both guys, not the greatest singers, acknowledged, mm. but yeah. it's their songwriting. Mm. Um, and, and their persona and yeah. you know, it goes with it. And, uh, yeah, very both humble. I, I don't know. It's just uh, Leonard, a lot of people see Leonard Cohen as a depressing sort of guy. who slit your wrist too, but. You'll either love him or you won't like him. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's one of those, probably a bit like Wilco, you're either into it or you're not. But, yeah, uh, I love him. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so that's, 
you're trying to write, I'm trying to write like those sort of two guys, and uh, yeah. Well, I think um, you're doing a good job, Jeff. Yeah. I, I love the, the the writing that you do, and and uh, yeah. when you play some of those songs, I sit there and I have those feelings. Like do I said, it? of um, Dylan's pretty good, but yeah, yeah. I just have those feelings of yeah, that laid yeah. back and that authentic yeah. guy writing yeah. his music, and I, I love that, mate. Well, Jeff Stork. Got to thank you for your time. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I think you have as well. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Um, it's been good fun. And I always like to finish my podcast, Jeff, with a and stalk, as I like to call you, uh, with an appreciation. And I give three appreciations, and it's all. Th- I mean this, mate. I don't. Yeah. I, you saw me writing things down at the start, and okay. that's just me just thinking about you. And I yeah. like to appreciate my guests for, for three things. Right. So I just start with. You know, I want to appreciate you for making a change. I, I'd love people that make change that have the guts to alter their life and go on a different path, mm. um, especially people that are in, you know, jobs like banks and these sort of things. I just really, really love the fact that you, you are an inspiring person because you've made a change and you've become and are becoming that, that musician, that person you want to be. And that's a lot about what this show is about as well as finding those people and how they do it and learning from them. And I reckon you're a perfect example of it. Yeah, you, you, you. You, you, you look at how you want to live and you're living that lifestyle. So thanks for that. Um, also, for being a teacher of music to me, like in terms of, I know whenever you recommend a show, I don't, if I've got the time and I can get there, I don't hesitate. I don't even think about whether it's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. Uh, like we said before with the recommendations with yeah. Wilco, I've bought albums that you've recommended, and, I and I've been to many shows with you on Sundays at the, the, the local pub, The Weedy, and enjoyed every single one of them. So, your knowledge of music and your recommendations, I really want to appreciate you for that. And last of all, Stork, just for being a, a genuine guy, a good friend. Um, someone that oh, I think's a unique friend who's inspiring, um, and we need people like you in the world, mate, oh, because thanks. you're different and you're interesting <laughs> and you're a good guy. Thanks. Thank you, Peter. Thanks, Stork. It's been a pleasure to be on your show, and uh, quite honoured to be honest. Thanks, mate. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Come gather round, people, wherever you're. And admit that our country don't feel like our home And that silence speaks louder than those who condone If a tweet to you is worth saving Then lift up your voices and put down your phones For the times they are changing Come with me me too and believe me when I say that we believe you for weak is the man who calls truth fake news times up our silence we're breaking and even though Mel Gibson was in daddy's home too other the times they are a changing come athletes with platforms throughout the land Taking a stand And before you shout out That they should be banned Listen to what they are saying Perhaps they'd stand up If you reached out your hand Well the times They are changing Come journalists, writers Who report the facts And brandish your pen To fend off his attacks Look past what he says and look at how he acts. The fire and fury is raging for his words.
been hurt, but your words can fight back. New York Times, they aren't a failing. Come leaders who bully like internet trolls. We'll curse you with voice. 